Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Bezaz Hashem, Feedback and Insights, share number 43. Um, this is not talked about often, um, this is a delicate topic. We touched upon it in the past in regarding to when physical intimacy is removed from the dynamic of the marriage. Uh, sometimes it could be an onus, you know, um, and sometimes it's just um, sort of more intentional. And it could have a traumatic and difficult effect on a marriage. It's underestimated very often how difficult it is when the disparity between the husband and wife is in regards to their need for physical intimacy and their um, willingness to engage in in sex and in, in the physical aspects of their marriage. And it's important to know how to deal with it. We're not going to discuss now uh, situations where it's a nightness, uh, where Khalila, um, one of the spouses, is just simply incapable due to illness or some factors like that. We're going to talk now more of when it's sort of... Uh, intentional, you know, but Teva, one is very interested and one has no desire or very little. And we're not going to talk uh, in gender here. Uh, it makes no difference which spouse, either way, whatever gender. Um, you know, people think stereotypically that it's the men who are more into having being interested while the wife is not. In many cases, it's reverse. So it makes no difference which way it is. And when one of them refuses to involve, be intimate physically or extremely rarely, um, then the other one can feel very starved, very neglected, very lonely. And the other one who is not interested is simply not moved by it. Um... And when that sexual desire aspect of it and the filling of it, if it's very lopsided like that, it's a very painful situation, even on a spiritual level. It could affect um, the emotional behaviors. It could affect the spiritual behaviors. And it could be a tremendous nisayan for the one who is is lacking this. Again, we're not talking about sex maniacs here. Again, I want to make it clear. We're not talking about people that are addicted. We're not talking about people who are thinking about sex 24-7 or are addicted to pornography or hang around, you know, uh, where, where they shouldn't be hanging around. We are not talking about that right now. We are talking about decent people who have these strong desires, and it could only be met in marriage. And the truth is, the physical intimacy, sex, is actually a gift. It's a gift, but it's also a responsibility. And a marriage includes the commitment of giving one's body over to the other as well. That's part of it. And not in the mood is not a major factor. It should never be a major factor, not in life, and not in marriage. People who hear this, um, and again, me myself, to be frank with you, because I by nature am emotional, and by nature um, 
very much value feelings and emotions and place a lot of importance into it. But, so, so I, I understand that. And because I've struggled with that too, when you're not in the mood of something, how, or if your feelings aren't aligned with something, it's very hard to do it or not to do it. But if moods dictate your marriage, your marriage will fall apart. You know, I'm not, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. Well, if that's the case, I don't feel like talking to you today. Or I don't feel like working or providing for you today. Or I don't feel like working or providing for you, period. I don't feel like giving my body sexually to you. I'm just not in the mood. I don't feel like cleaning the house. I don't feel like cleaning my six-month-old after they made a dirty diaper. I'm not in the mood of changing them today. They're staying that way for the next 10 hours. Not my problem. I'm not in the mood. So, as you can see, you know, I'm not in the mood of feeling kind today. So why should I practice chesed? Why should I give? I don't want to give. I'm not in the mood of giving. I'm not, I don't feel like being married today. So what that I'm married? I don't, uh, today, I'm not married. I don't feel like it. I'm not interested. I don't want to be married. And the same applies with the sex. It's part of marriage. I don't want it to be part of marriage. Now, I know it's complicated. And it's not simple. Because the truth is, is it's not supposed to be that way. The sexual physical intimacy is not supposed to be like a dead serviceable thing, like you're a uh, sex object and doll that, you know, the other one could do whatever they want whenever they want, and you just have to please them. Of course not. Of course not. But nevertheless, there needs to be a very strong desire to help each other in the marriage. And when one has a strong desire for sex while the other one feels almost nothing at all, or even a distaste to it, they have to work it out. Otherwise, there's going to be serious flaws. Flaws in the marriage and flaws in general midas. And what the one that is totally uninterested or just doesn't want to deal with it, and just it's your problem that you have a sex drive, it's not mine, you have to realize that in marriage, this is the only outlet, the only source, the only source for the person. Again, I'm not talking gender now. makes no difference what the gender is. But the one that ha- needs it and wants it. And again, it's not because they're bad people. It's part of the tev of the way Hashem made them. That's the only avenue. They can only get it in marriage. They can only get it through you, not through anybody else. There's no one else that could give it to them or is supposed to give it to them. It's only you. And you're basically starving them, in a sense. You know, if you starve a a spouse from food and you say, you know, I'm keeping my fridge empty and I'm not going to feed them any food, he or she will get food outside the house from a friend, from a relative, from a soup kitchen, from a smorgasbord, dress up, go to smorgasbord in a wedding, you get your food there. Sexual fulfillment, 
Nothing doing. If you're a Torah Yid, you're an Erlich Yid, you're a Torah observant Jew, you can't go out and get it anywhere. It's not like food where your wife or your husband doesn't provide you food, you could get it somewhere else. This you cannot get anywhere else. Porn? Absolutely not. Another man, another woman? Absolutely not. Totally forbidden. 100% closed off in order to be an Erlich Yid, a Shem Mitzvah. So this avenue of expression is only, you're the only person that could fulfill that. And that's an achrayas. It's a very serious achrayas. And, um, you know, so when a spouse says, leave me alone, I'm not interested, once a week, once a month maybe, twice a month maybe, twice every uh, six months maybe, you know, and the other one may be going overboard the other way. I want to do this every day. Now, obviously, there's a middle ground there somewhere. But if the higher desired partner is always denied, constantly denied, constantly restricted, constantly rationed, you know, getting the roll of the eyes like, you want this from me? Well, I mean, what is with you? That creates a tremendous amount of distance and pain and resentment. And no matter how ehrlich you are, that's the case. And, um, you know, so the one with the low desire sometimes thinks to themselves, I don't have such a need. So he or she, my spouse, shouldn't have that need either. What do they have that need for? But that's really unfair. It's unrealistic. It's toxic to think like that. You're not him. She's not you. You know, I need to talk. I don't need to talk that much. But you need to talk if your spouse needs to talk and to be listened to. You know, because once you say, I don't need to give you this sexual um, part of the marriage, then I don't feel like talking to you. Then all of a sudden, I don't feel like giving you too much money. Or I don't feel like just, you know, doing your basic needs or, or, or showing up when you want me to show up. You When, you're, when you... Um, you know, are in that mode, then England of a safe. And, um, you know, and you can't just say, this is how I feel, period. You know, this is the way it is. You know, and say, you know, I'm not a sex maniac like you. You know, again, we're not talking about addicts here. We're talking about just people that have just, that's regular, healthy sexual desire. And when one says, the other one says, you could stand on your head, you know, too bad. It's extremely toxic. And um, the truth is, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with the person if he, if he or she does not have that strong desire to need that frequently. That's okay. But there's a need to talk and to communicate with your spouse and see if they need it. And work to, together to make sure you provide it. And in that way, when you give yourself sexually, even when you're not in the mood of it, is a tremendous chesed. It's no different than a chesed of doing anything else when you're not in the mood to it, when you want to help your wife There's no or your husband. There's no difference. It's a breaking of your midais of what you personally feel right now in order to give to the other because it's important to give to the other. And sometimes it goes into the idea of helping out more in the house when you're not in the mood, 
um, you know, uh, waking up for the child who's crying and fe- give them the, the bottle, um, you know, and let, let your spouse st- sleep, even though you're, you're dead tired yourself. The sexual aspect is the same idea. They have to talk to each other about it. And sometimes the low-desired partner needs to go to the higher one and say, and sense they need it, even though they themselves don't really need it, and, says, and, and offer that. It's a sign of ahava. It's a sign of tikkun hamidos in real marriages. There's no manipulation here. Because, and, 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 and I am telling you, from Erlich Yidin that I spoke to personally, whether from the feedbacks here, or from volunteer work that I did in prior, you know, t- 10 years and prior, I did some volunteer work, which I'm not going to discuss now. And they confided in me, the, the, one of the spouses who has that high desire, they wish they could shut it off. It would save my, me so much agmas nefesh, I could just simply turn off the switch from the way my body feels, so I won't have to need this so much. And... It would be, life would be less complicated, but they can't turn off the switch. It's unrealistic, and it'll, probably not even healthy to try to turn off the switch. But we're going to get into that a different time. Now, there's no excuse though for the high sexual driven spouse to be irresponsible. They cannot be unrealistic. So don't misunderstand my words here. They have a chrayas, the high sexual desire partner, to be clean. Whether they, you know, they could be as uh, strong pull right now hormonally like crazy. They cannot watch porn. They cannot hang out with anybody. They have to watch what they're doing. They have to be ehrlich and they have to be decent to their spouse no matter what. But the low drive person, I would say they need to fill that need. It will get you both closer to each other and prevent many, many, many nisyanis from taking place. Many, many temptations. And it will also help their mood overall. And they will be extremely appreciative and grow in Akar Satayv when they see how you fill that need for them, even though you personally don't really need it as much, not even nearly as much. And when and um, for the high person drive, they need to express that akaras atoyv to the spouse that has the lower drive that is accommodating. They have to express that akaras atoyv, and they should not take that chesed lightly. It is a chesed. So the one that has the higher drive pull, when they see that their spouse who has the lower and lack not so interested and still goes out of his or her way to accommodate and to be there for you for those needs. The one that is the higher desired partner must be extremely grateful and express that like anything else in life. And what happens over time is that the lower sexual driven person very often, after time goes by and they push themselves initially, they eventually look forward to it more and more and want it more, in a good way, by the way. This is not being moisif on tithis. That's another misunderstanding. You think that you indulge more over here, 
to accommodate your spouse that has a more chuka to it, that you're being moisif and taivas, sheker v'chazav, Depends again what where your head screwed on. I'm not talking about addicts here or people that are that want to be hefker. Talk about people who may have a strong sex drive, but the, the, their goal is: I have one wife, one marriage. I'm sticking to them, and I want to enjoy my wife or my husband, my one wife and my one husband. And yes, I have this drive. I want to enjoy it, but only with this person. And what will happen is, if that's the attitude of the higher sexual drive, he's not trying to be a Michigan here. He just needs it. Then the lower one, when they accommodate it, they'll enjoy it more over time. That's a universal and basic yesoid. You don't have to be fully into it. But if you do it regardless, to help your spouse, you yourself will end up enjoying it more. Again, you have to take my words in context. I'm not talking about when one of them has a 101 degree uh, uh, fever or, or worn out completely or, or, you know, I'm not talking about those situations. So obviously you use some common sense as you're listening to this very sensitive topic. When the needs are met, if he is a decent person or she is a decent person, if their needs are met, the higher sexual drive needed one, if their needs are met, they will literally shower upon you to fulfill your needs. Kifle kiflayim. Double, triple. Every aspect of your marriage will improve outside the bedroom as well as inside the bedroom. And if and, and that is like guaranteed. Guaranteed spot on. And that shows, you know, where their mind really, really is. That if their needs are, are met sexually, they will do everything they can because they have so much akaras hatayif. And they will reciprocate in many, many other ways in the other love languages or whatever it is and all the other needs. And just continue to be moisif ahaylich with that. And that's something that you need to remember. The one that does not have that desire so much now sometimes it could be hormonal or psychological so don't always trust your feeling sometimes you need to go to a doctor you have situations where uh let's say i'll just give you an example on the woman's side during some stages of pregnancy there's a tremendous high strong interest and then after birth and then you know the months later takes a long time and come out no desire at all could be hormonal, could be vitamin supplements are, are needed to get them back to themselves. You have sometimes, I know with males it happens, maybe it happens with females too, certainly with males, if they have a thyroid issue, even someone that normally has a very strong sexual desire, normally as a healthy human being physically, they have some thyroid issue and then their sex drive disappears. And, but, but that's something wrong there. And it creates anxiety. And sometimes you need a healthy diet, natural mm-hmm. supplements, and things to correct that thy- thyroid imbalance to get back to yourself. And that's part of the chilek of Ashmarta Mishnaf Sheisechem. I'm going to stop here. Just we're going to be Messiah in another section shortly.